Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. Do you like good news? I'm a good news junkie, right? Well, listen to this. Kathy called our prayer line for people that she knew had been affected by COVID, and after receiving prayer, they were all healed. That's really cool. And you might be watching, and you might have needs in your life as well. We would love for you to call. We love to pray for you. Get on the website. Leave your prayer requests. We know that God answers prayer. And partners, thank you again and again. Oh, my goodness. You help us cover the earth with the word, and we are so massively grateful for you and grateful for what God does through you as well, through your prayers, through your financial support. Thank you, partners, for helping us cover the earth with the word. And, Mom, we're joining in a little minute a really cool interview. Yes, Can Tell we us are. about it. Well, we have Lisa, and her last name is Brockman, and she, you know, this is very interesting to me, because Mormonism, I've gone and spoken at some of their things, a miracle, they never invited me back, but I went once, and I think what she shares about the love of Jesus is so excellent, and maybe you have friends, and they would like her book, Out of Zion. And out of Zion, really, I underlined some of it because I thought it was so excellent. And because these people knock at my door, I want to be able to knock at their heart. So get the book. You're going to love it, but you will love her. As she shares today, it, it will be a great blessing to you. And you know, Mom, I know that when we walk through difficult times and seasons and we have mm -hmm. crises in our faith, sometimes that can be so disturbing and so unsettling. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're watching right now and you're struggling in your faith, struggling to believe in the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. I would encourage you to hop on the phone. We want to pray for you, for you to know God's love. Join us this October as we travel to Israel. What are we going to see? Yeah, we're going to Jerusalem. We're going yes. to the Sea of Galilee. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma we're going to do water baptism in the Jordan River, and we uh -huh. want you to come with us. When we go, we get to have on-site teachings as well as some various ministry outreaches, opportunities. This is going to be a trip of a lifetime. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to put you on our prayer list and pray because you're thinking, well, I can't do it because of money or time or but we know that God can make a way when there seems to be no way. So come with us this fall to Israel. I'm telling you, the Bible will come alive in your heart, your soul, and absolutely revolutionize your walk with Jesus. We want you to come with us this fall to Israel. Hey there, thank you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. I am stoked to introduce to you one of my newfound favorite friends. Her name is Lisa Brockman. Thank you, Lisa, Hello. for joining. Thank Hello. You. So Lisa, good to be with you. Totally stoked you're here. You wrote this book called Out of Zion, which is interesting in and of itself, but not everybody in our audience is familiar with you. So can you give us a little thumbnail and then we'll jump into kind of your journey here. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, in a devout Mormon family, six generations, and believed it with all my heart. And while I was at the University of Utah, I began dating a guy who called himself a born-again Christian, and I'd never heard of one of those. And that began a long journey toward the biblical Jesus. And after meeting Jesus, I ended up 
joining the staff of Campus Crusade for Christ at the time, which is now called Crew. And so I've been a 28-year missionary with Crew, and I'm a spiritual director in addition to being an author, and I have five children who are now ranging between 17 and 25 years old. So Very it's nice. a good full life. You look wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you. You look young. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, this book, Out of Zion, um, kind of walk us through what's, what's, what's in the journey of this book. Well, Out of Zion, um, when I was asked to consider writing my story, what I wanted to do after I wrestled through the realities of writing this story, because all my family except for a brother and his wife are still very devout Mormons, and I value and love them so much. So I wanted to be able to write my story in a way that would breed compassion for Mormons, that would communicate love to them, but that would also hold in tension the realities of who this biblical Jesus is that I've encountered and who is the biblical God and what is the biblical plan of salvation versus the Mormon plan of salvation and all of these things that I think are so critical to understand for anybody of whether it's a different faith system than Mormonism and what is historical biblical Christianity and so but what I wanted to also do was bring the reader into the culture of Mormonism because Mormonism is as thick a culture as any culture and you can't really be successful in having spiritual conversations with somebody who's a Mormon without understanding the culture that they live in and they breathe and they eat and drink. And so I invite you to journey with me through my story and in that space, you experience the culture, and I think it breeds a compassion for Mormons, but you also get a very vivid picture of what Mormon and biblical theology is and how they differ. Mm -hmm. And I think we don't have answers when they knock at our doors, you know, and yeah. we want to be loving and we want them to know we love them, but we do not accept what they're saying. Yeah. And so how can we share Jesus with them? Mm -hmm. That's what I like about your book. It's how we can share. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. sharing. Yes. And I want to encourage all of you to get the book out of Zion because somebody's going to knock at your door. And what are you going to say? And how are you going to share with them? And does Jesus love them like he loves you? Yes. And so I wanted to know how. So I took the book and underlined it because I'm always looking for ways to share. Mm -hmm. And you, there's nothing more satisfying than sharing Jesus. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. The other thing too I think that's interesting is when I read this, there's also a piece in here that you discuss pretty robustly related to shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to encourage you, if you're watching right now and you're struggling with shame or guilt, like, I feel ashamed, I'm embarrassed, I've done these things. We want to pray for you, that God would set you free from shame and guilt. And, and this book will also help you walk through um, that journey to be free from shame and guilt. But when I talk about that for you, I mean, when you grow up in, in a culture that, ha that is heavily charged with shame, what did that look like for you? Well, that meant I was living a life hinged on personal worthiness, and I needed to work really hard to be good, to be right. And if I wasn't, 
there was no covering for my shame. It was just me and my shame, and I either figured out ways to just toss it off and not deal with it because it was too heavy, or I'm wearing it around feeling horrible about myself. And there are legitimately things for us to feel horrible about, about what we do sometimes, and thoughts we have, and sometimes our way of being with people. We're just not always loving. And so I think when you're in a culture where there's legalism involved, and you're on this pendulum of legalism on the one end, the only escape I could find for my shame was licentiousness. Hmm. And what Wait, what is that word, license? Because I don't know what that means. <laughs> Licentiousness is license. So oh. I can do what, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever I want. There are no laws. Oh. And so that was the only place I knew my senior year of high school to go for freedom from this law that wasn't bringing life. Like the Bible tells us the law was to show us our sin so that it would push us toward Jesus who then wants to make us worthy. He just is like at the door waiting, let me put my righteousness on you. And so on this whole para paradigm of legalism, righteous self-righteousness, there's no grace there. And what Jesus did was invite me to this whole new paradigm where his grace is abundant and lift me out of that place, out of the shame where he wore my shame on the cross so, and Would you then say that again? He wore my shame on the cross. You need to get that. And then he clothed me in his righteousness, and I no longer mm. have to live a life striving to be worthy. He made me worthy, and now I get to be just this person that his love flows into and pours out of into the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm set free to love. And it's not doing works to make myself worthy of exalting into a goddess in the afterlife. And you might be watching right now, and, and this is so powerful. And you're like, wow, she really touched a raw nerve in my heart. I, feel, I don't feel worthy. <laughs> I've tried. I've striven. I've failed. I'm, you know, and maybe you've been in that pendulum from all the way to legalism to the absence of laws, right? The, and we want to pray for you to experience Jesus making you worthy. Jesus loving you for you because of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Not because of what you do or haven't done, but because mm -hmm. of who Jesus is. So hop on the phone, hop on the phone. We would love to pray for you to know and experience God loving you and for you to walk in that worthiness, God's worthiness for you. We'd love to pray for you. And of course, grab your copy of Out of Zion because this book will help you in that journey not just the one-time experience, but also in the journey. Um, and so when you started to experience God loving you, and those are some little baby steps, particularly when you come in an environment that doesn't have that. So what were some of those baby steps? Well, for me, after I'd placed my trust in this biblical God for my eternal life and that gift and entered into a relationship with him, the Mormon God did not offer relationship. The Mormon God was flesh and bones, and he resided on this planet with Heavenly Mother, we believed. And so he was in a marriage relationship, and there wasn't the relationality, like journeying with me. That incarnational reality that we get to experience as Christ followers, I knew nothing of that. 
And so I had been partying and looking for life and alcohol and boys and my tennis abilities. And it's like over the next 15 months after encountering this biblical God and his love, what was so astounding to me is that I might go into those spaces. I might go out partying. Well, I did again on a Friday night. But Jesus was with me in those spaces. And that's why the subtitle, I think, is so stirring. Meeting Jesus in the shadow of the Mormon temple. Because Jesus, this biblical Jesus, is not afraid to be in the shadows. And that was so transforming for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. I love that. I love that. And you might be watching now and you're like, what do you mean by, by shadows? like shadows and the shadow what, what are you talking about and we're going to finish here in just a little minute and come back and answer that question what is shadow what is it like jesus in the shadows living in the shadows and you say well uh does that relate to me i'll bet you there's some possibility that it does but mm -hmm. in the meantime i want to encourage you to hop on the phone and get on the website because number one i want you to grab this book out of zion number two we love to pray for you because we know that you have needs and finances and your relationships and your emotions. You have health needs. We want to pray for you. I don't have a safe place to sleep on. I am scared. I don't have enough nutrition. I might starve. I live where there are little resources. I don't have a safe place to deliver my baby. We live in a war zone. And then saving Moses. Savior Moses gave me a safe place to sleep at night. Savior Moses gave me the therapeutic milk I need to thrive. Saving Moses provided someone to help me deliver my baby safely. Are you questioning what you believe? Do you need confidence to share your faith with others? That's what happened to Lisa Brockman, a sixth generation Mormon. This personal worthiness was the hinge on which my life swung. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Out of Zion, the story of Lisa's journey to discover Jesus and the key conversations that led her from the faith of her ancestors to her conversion to Christianity. As you follow the evolution of Lisa's faith, you will be challenged to defend what you believe and ultimately learn to share the gospel more effectively with others. We will also send you our wholehearted CD teaching, Transformed for Triumph booklet, and Soul Prosperity scripture card. For your gift of $59 or more, we will send you our beautiful pearl bracelet. Let this exquisite piece with five shell pearls and crystal spacers constantly remind you of God's amazing grace. Be bold with your faith. Call or click today for this life-changing offer. Lisa Brockman is our guest, and we're going to pick up where we left off, and you're going to love it. You will love it. Trust me. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I trust you, Marilyn, <laughs> and because you're going to love what you're bringing. So out of Zion, you know, when I went through this, I underlined certain things. Mm. I think this is so important with Mormonism, that we know about it, how can we love them? Mm. How can we minister to them? That's a large group of people. Yes. And you would want us to. Yes, I absolutely would. 
And I think what's so important to know, one thing to know about Mormons is that there's no place for them to process their darkness. The, the biblical God knows we're a combination of light and dark, and we have light and we have shadow, and we, he holds these intention, life and death. And the, the Mormon God, there's no place in Mormon doctrine for people, for Mormons to have a shadow side. And so you need to be good. You need to be striving and working to make yourself worthy of God's love and of eternal life and a temple marriage. And if you're not, if the darkness seeps in and you're not obeying all the laws and ordinances of the gospel, quote unquote, then there's just shame if you're to be present to that shadow side of you. And so what was so transforming for me after I met this God and invited this biblical Jesus into my heart and into my life, as I began to do life with him, when I would fall and continue doing things, looking for life outside of him, whether it was in alcohol or drugs or guys, he was with me in the shadows. And I'd never known a Jesus who could be with me in my darkness, with me in my shadows, still making me worthy, still. He did not derobe me of his righteousness. I was still righteous to him. And it was mind boggling to me that nothing I did could change my position of just beautiful and lovely to him. I think that's so important because I think you might be watching right now and maybe you struggled with your shadow side. Right? Maybe there's darkness in your soul and you find yourself wrestling and gravitating and it feels appealing and it's almost like irresistible on that darkness. And mm. we want to pray for you. Darkness can be depression. Darkness can be bad decisions. Darkness can be addictions. All kinds of stuff like this that would be darkness or shadow. And we want to pray for you that Jesus with his light would set you free, but even more that Jesus would love you love you for who you are, where you're at in this moment. So hop on the phone, get on the website, and when you do, grab your copy of Out of Zion. This is a really practical, real-life story of a person who walked through shadows, shame, uh, inability, weakness, frailty, and walked as well with Jesus holding her hand into his love for her. And this will encourage you that Jesus is loving you as well, no matter what you've done or where you're at. And the other thing too that I think is interesting, when people abandon one religion, mm -hmm. sometimes they tend to abandon all religion, mm -hmm. right? So when you decided I'm not gonna do, I'm gonna leave the Mormon, what helped you make that transition and not just kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater? Mm -hmm. Such a good question because there are a lot of Mormons leaving the church right now, especially in Utah and they're going and embracing atheism, agnosticism, hedonism. And in Mormonism, we were always taught that we had the fullness of the gospel, that Protestants have half truths, part of the truth, Catholicism, part of it, but only Mormons have the fullness of the gospel. And we're Christians, so we didn't, we weren't taught what historical biblical Christianity is but we believed we had it in the, in the fullness. So we're in this, growing up in that system of legalism, of works-based righteousness, which is really suffocating to the soul. Well, that creates the suffocation of the soul. We think we have the fullness of the gospel, so we want nothing to do with God. 
especially Christianity afterwards. Mm. And so I'm finding there, these post-Mormons, for example, are embracing spirituality, which is very popular right now, but they don't want anything to do with truth. And they don't want anything to do with Jesus. And for me, Gary constantly held out before me the biblical God. This is a God of love. This is what you're hungry for. This Jesus was designed, he designed you to create you for his glory and satisfy all your desires, all your longings with his love. And I think my tendency was to, to say, if Mormonism's not true, nothing's true, because that's what we were taught. But Jesus was constantly in front of me. Gary just held out Jesus. And I think for nothing to be true and to encounter this biblical God of love, there's nothing that could keep me from following him and yoking and being with him in this life and the next. Mm -hmm. She shares that in her book. Mm -hmm. And I think you would like the book because you know people who need to know this truth. Mm -hmm. And so you need to call us, get five or six books and pass them out. Books are missionaries. They work while you sleep. I love to give books. Mm -hmm. You know, too, when you grew up in, in the Mormon church, it, it, had a shape, it shaped your worldview. Mm -hmm. Do you find some of that residue still affecting some of your thoughts and mm -hmm. worldview still? Mm -hmm. And how so? I didn't realize how much it shaped me until I was writing out of Zion. And as I was seeping in Mormon theology, hours on end every day and then writing my story it's like a light was shined on how much this shame still impacts my life and how my knee-jerk response so much of the time if i'm not perfect is a shame response i'm bad and i didn't realize how much that still was infecting my soul and so in writing out of Zion, I did a lot of therapy with EMDR, an EMDR therapist, which is for trauma. Yeah. And it just is like, God just unwove those strands, just pulled up roots of shame. And I feel like there's a deeper freedom happening. But I was surprised at how much it's still, that theology had still um, affected me after 30 years of being, living life with the biblical God. Hmm. And, and uh, I think too, you know, you think about, I think it's 1 John 3, 8, Jesus came to undo the works of the enemy. Mm, wow. Right, yeah. and so I think shame, accusation, shame, condemnation, that's all the enemy's work. Yes. And so it's interesting to hear you say, you know, that even now Jesus is still kind of unraveling, undoing. Yeah. Yes. I just encourage you, if you have walked in shame in your life or you're vulnerable to that, it's kind of like a push point, a trigger thing for you, we would love to pray for you that Jesus would set you free from shame, that you would know and replace shame with genuine love. So hop on the phone, get on the website, and obviously grab your copy out of Zion. We'll really encourage you about the journey that Jesus has, not only through Lisa, but also for you as well. And so, you know, when you think about God's love and the genuine love of God, what in your mind or what in your experience is the most magnetic um, piece or experience with God's love uh, that, you've, that you have experienced? I think what's been so profoundly altering for me in my life with God was 14 years after I had started walking with this biblical Jesus. 
I was introduced to this idea of the Trinity as a perfect community of love at the center of the universe. The Father pouring all of his love into the Son for the sake of the Son. The Son pouring it back into the Father for the sake of the Father. And the Holy Spirit being the love between the Father and the Son, manifesting in a third person, like palpable love. And that that God has come to live inside of me and equip me to live this with God life. And I think I had never known a God who just wanted to be with me. And that has shaped me into such a different woman over the last 14 years. It's like this with God life where Jesus wants to be my best friend and he's a gentleman who won't force himself on me, but he's like so eager for my invitations. Come be with me here, Jesus. Come walk with me here, Jesus. What do you think, Jesus? Speak into this shame, Jesus. And I think it's just the dailiness, the moment by moment, learning how to let him be with me on this journey. Mm -hmm. And inviting and, and allowing Jesus to love you. Yes, yes. I think that's really powerful. And I just encourage you, we want you to know the genuine love of God. We want to pray for you, Romans 5, 5. The Holy Spirit would pour the love of the Father into your heart and overflow your heart with God's love. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you to experience God's genuine love for you and grab your copy, Out of Zion. Are you questioning what you believe? Do you need confidence to share your faith with others? That's what happened to Lisa Brockman, a sixth generation Mormon. This personal worthiness was the hinge on which my life swung. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Out of Zion, the story of Lisa's journey to discover Jesus and the key conversations that led her from the faith of her ancestors to her conversion to Christianity. As you follow the evolution of Lisa's faith, you will be challenged to defend what you believe and ultimately learn to share the gospel more effectively with others. We will also send you our wholehearted CD teaching, Transformed for Triumph booklet and Soul Prosperity scripture card. For your gift of $59 or more, we will send you our beautiful pearl bracelet. Let this exquisite piece with five shell pearls and crystal spacers constantly remind you of God's amazing grace. Be bold with your faith. Call or click today for this life-changing offer. It has been such an honor, oh my goodness, an honor to interview you, get time with you. Lisa, would you pray for us that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear what God has for us? I would love to. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I just lift up everyone listening to this show, everyone watching. I pray that you would give them eyes to see you clearly, that you would give them eyes to see your face gazing on them, a gaze of love. I pray that you would give them ears to hear your kind voice speaking love songs over them. I pray that your love would move through all those spaces in their souls that have formed blockages, that you would penetrate and pierce through bone and marrow to get your love into people's hearts. And I pray that you would give people courage to turn to you if that's what they need. Maybe there are people who have things they need to leave behind in order to turn to you. I pray that your love and your vision, there, you would give them a vision of your love so captivating that they couldn't stay where they are, 
I pray that you would take them by the hand and be with them. And I want you to say this with me. Today is the best day of my life. Why? Because Jesus Christ lives big in me.